Hello and welcome to Tribal Council, a show in which two brothers who have never seen Survivor before start from the very beginning. I'm Patrick. And I'm Chris. And this week we're going to discuss season six, episode three, Girl Power. Uh, we're going to see Jaburu show some real girl power as they nominate a leader, clean up their camp, and dominate in the challenges while Tambaki decide to say goodbye to Daniel. And my first question for you, Patrick, is the episode is called Girl Power. Yeah. Do you have any idea when the when the phrase like girl power kind of got popularized? Um, huh. Do you have like an actual answer? For- uh, I have an answer from Wikipedia. So what I would initially think would be like 60s, 70s. Mm-hmm. But actually, I I would bet that it's part of like suffragette stuff so like early 1900s like 1910s era would be actually 1991 oh okay i kind of had a similar thought to you i was thinking like 60s 70s also and i looked it up and it is a slogan that came about like the phrase girl power sometimes spelled uh girl g-r-r-r-l power um that was a slogan the slogan's invention is credited to the u.s punk band called bikini kill um they published a zine called girl power in 1991 um so much of what you just said felt so 1991 yeah i listened to some bikini kill it was all right um it's a like for this episode or like before no no for once i read about this information i listened to some of their music they had an album that was called revolution girl style now um that was released on cassette in 1991 and um they that was man i this is uh you know just a blind spot in my like cultural knowledge but i know that like you know we went from things being on vinyl and then like people had like tape decks and stuff i don't think i ever fully recognized that like people went to get the new music and it was on tape like i kind of in my mind, we went from records to CDs and forgot that there was a whole era where it was just like, oh, you get the new Bikini Kill album? It's the tape. Yeah. That's weird to me. Um, they, what was I going to add in here? Um, the name of the album was a slogan that Bikini Kill used. They also used a slogan that was stop the J word jealousy from killing girl love. Um, they went on tour with a band called Bratmobile. That was originally from Olympia, Washington, so close to where I am now. Um, and then, so they kind of are credited with introducing the phrase girl power, which then blew up much larger later in the 90s due to the Spice Girls. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, the lead singer of Bikini Kill is named Kathleen Hanna, and she went on to also be in a band called La Tigre, which I've heard some of their music before. They had a song called Decepticon that I used to listen to a lot. Yeah, I've heard of Tigre. Yeah, so. Hey, uh, Spice Girl, you like uh, bands with strong female? Sure. Yes, I'm thinking of like a Kesha or a Carly Rae or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever heard of or listened to the musical Six? This can be cut out of the podcast, I don't no. know. Uh, I feel like you might like it. It is like a, it is a pop group of the Six Wives of Henry VIII. Oh, Okay. Uh, but it's like Spice Girls style pop music. Do half of them die by the end of the show? 
uh well it's like they have like a big group number and then they each have like a solo number kind of like talking about their side of this um it's not like a historical drama it is like a oh okay um but it's good uh anyway uh, this girl power so i have in my notes the very first thing in my notes for this episode was actually written a month ago when we watched episode two because listeners it's been like a month since we've watched i know it's only a week since the last episode released but i have a baby now um and so we took a little break and we're back but uh i have a note that says remember mystery box watch Mm -hmm. uh because we were doing a thing with box watch i just wanted to bring it up it's not relevant to this episode because turns out mystery box doesn't come up in this episode but Still looking out for those mystery boxes. Yeah. Box watch. It should maybe be box warning because it's like the materials are there, like the box is there, but it's nothing, you know, like tornado warning versus tornado watch. Like tornado watch is like tornadoes here. Watch out, right? See, I I never know which is which. I'm pretty sure it's that because like... it's always the opposite of what I think. Like I think warning is what should be the th- bad thing, but watch I think is the bad thing. Uh, I'm looking it up right now because I don't want to. A warning means it's been spotted. Yeah. A watch means the conditions are. It could happen. Yeah. Oh wait. A watch means the potential exists for the development of severe thunderstorms or tornadoes. Where a warning indicates. Oh, uh, so is warning is the worst one. Is that what I just yes. said or no? No, I said it was the opposite. Okay. So I was, was wrong. Okay. Cool. 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 So it is. We should. It should be a watch. Yes. It should be mm-hmm. mystery box watch. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I vaguely feel like we had this conversation like an episode or two ago uh anyway yeah day seven uh we see should we start with tambaki or jaburu tambaki we see roger annoyed at daniel who he calls danny nickname i don't know i don't think that counts as name what didn't we do that last season with like vesepia we allowed like v and yeah but we specifically said like i feel like we might have said that it was like debatable but like we didn't allow rob for robert okay okay well then, that like I feel okay. like it has to those be were the only other it. nicknames I saw this week of Danny. Uh, Matthew got called Matt, and Dave got called David, which was like reverse nickname. Yeah, <laughs> but none of those count. Okay. Yeah, I feel like it has to be. I don't know. I don't know why V counts specifically, but I feel like usually the nicknames are like you know something that's not just a shortening of the name. Okay. Um. So yeah, th- we see a little bit of this early, and it ends up that this is going to be like a major point plot point for this episode is just that roger is annoyed at daniel or danny daniel's annoyed at roger um, roger wants daniel to work more daniel doesn't like being bossed around by roger he also says that roger was... smells like spoiled vinegar yes which you know i wouldn't like that either i was a little confused by this and kind of what like this storyline was annoying to me because it was very classic like young people are lazy don't boss me around we i feel like we have some of that in like every season but the thing that Roger got like very mad about is like Daniel kind of looked at him when he asked him to do something and that's all. And Roger said that he was tempted to smack the kid around. And I was like, because he didn't do what you asked immediately and looked at you like, yeah, that's real harsh, Roger. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't think Roger's a great person, despite what I, mean, I might fair. have said about him when I drafted him. Uh, i do think this some of this is some lingering stuff from i mean he hasn't from before when it was daniel and ryan were like two that really messed up in episode one i think in their challenge Mm -hmm. and they ended up kicking ryan off and i think since then i don't think they've really liked daniel either or specifically roger hasn't liked daniel either 
Um, so that's kind of just stuck around since then. We do see some more with Daniel. He and Matthew bond because they both speak Mandarin. And so they have conversations in Mandarin, slip into English every once in a while. But that's cool. Yeah, I was like blown away by this. And it was like, this is going to be huge in the long run because they can like discuss secrets and not have to worry about eavesdropping or anything. Turns out it's not going to be huge because Daniel's gone now. But uh, I was like, that is awesome. And so like lucky and convenient that they can do that uh kayla my wife pointed out that they still used roger's name um like in english and she was like they should come up with a code word so they don't know that like spoiled vinegar talking about yeah sure call him vinegar um yeah i think i feel like if i was somebody else on that tribe i'd be like super cool you guys are super cool you can speak this other language that's awesome how about we don't do that because this is a strategic based game and like I don't want you talking shit behind us or like about us when we can't tell what you're saying. And so like, I don't know. I feel like I don't, I think that they wouldn't do it in front of people. I just more mean like if they are off getting water or something and they're coming back, like they can speak Mandarin during that time. So they don't risk like someone being behind a tree and overhearing. Something like yeah. That. But then if anybody here, like if I heard that, I'd be like, Oh, so you all were just talking some secrets. Okay. No, I think that you could just be like, Oh, both of us speak Mandarin, but haven't like, had much practice in a long time so it's kind of just like we decided that we'd practice a little bit together because we usually don't get to do yeah that. i'm not buying that i think they're up to telling secrets which is what they are doing based off of your plan yeah i mean you're supposed to not I, trust anybody in this game like that would be very obvious of like oh they're talking so like we don't know what they're going to be saying so it must be because they're trying to hide something i just think like it would put people pit people against them a little bit uh yeah Maybe. I mean, we won't find out. I'm interested to see if we see more of that in a few seasons. Oh, yeah, maybe. We we obviously won't see any more, but maybe something like that will come here. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything else from Tombaki before the challenge. Neither do I. Um, Jaburu's camp is just swarmed with bugs, wasps, uh, another tarantula. Um, That's like 8,000 bells if you saw them. Yeah. Uh, but they don't. They try to kill it. They do have a um, group meeting where they try to pick a leader for the group. Um, Dina gets nominated as a leader. She kind of like slightly dodges it. She doesn't really want to be the leader. Um, but she ends up, instead of being the leader, she becomes like the delegator, which is yeah. a leader. Um, and I was yeah. real excited with how Jean handled, handles this. We see a little uh, confessional with Jean where she's like, yeah, me and Joanna kind of like knew this was going to happen, planned on nominating Dina and pushing it on Dina so that we didn't have to take it because like she'll be good at it. But also we probably would have been like the next up and we didn't want it because we don't want to get on people's bad side. Right. Which I was like, that is good working. Good job, Jean. I'm glad I have you on my fantasy team. Good, good work. Uh, we also get from them um, a chant, a group chant they do. Jabaru, Jabaru, Jabaru rocks. That's yeah. Uh-huh. Showing some nice cohesion there. We said that's what this whole episode really is just showing that Jaburu like coming together, doing well. Um, and yeah, they we see that this is in the challenge. Yeah, sure. Let's talk about the challenge first. They have um, this is like a memory game. So they each have there's there's a total of 35 matching pairs of items. They each have their own like little personal case that has some items in it. Uh five. Or, they each yeah, five. I said I said memory. This is really like the game Go Fish. Um, yes. and the reward for the winning team is they get some baskets with like various toiletries, soap, shampoo, toothpaste, toothbrush, nail clippers, stuff like that. Um, and one of the, so they, there's all these items out there. They can 
ask each other they can ask the other team but they can also ask each other like every anybody could have these items and right. uh yeah i don't know there's a lot there's a lot of very what i kind of actually there was maybe a few gross statements but there was a lot of like playful flirting kind of happening that seemed like it was all cool from both sides yeah i thought this was all very fun because it started with like they don't know each other right so they were just like hey you with the curly hair mm-hmm. do you have shampoo in your box or whatever um and then they would like you know do a little meet cute like exchanging the thing that they got from the other person um and it was like very flirtatious very much b- like building that up that we've seen all season um but this yeah i agree with you this did not bug me as much there are later conversations about this absolutely that bugged me a lot yeah but this part was like just innocent flirting nice flirting yeah i have a few notes from the challenge so the guys had some lucky early guesses uh but then there's also some bad guesses so like daniel my note says damn daniel you dummy asking someone for an item right after they got a <laughs> pair of it like that's not how go fish works if somebody puts down a pair of threes you don't then ask that person for a three yeah i think he was just distracted <laughs> yeah uh Which, like you know they they did a they made the right decision kicking Daniel out. They, he has made some mistakes. They also, because they can ask people on their own team, I was hoping to see some sort of like, I feel like they could have like done some hand signal gestures, like wait for like the guys to not look. And then the women can be like trying to gesture to like somebody else. Like, Hey, I got this item and like try to sign it in some fashion. But it would like, you don't want your team to run out of items either. So like you, it is better to take them from the other team. Because like if you ran out of items in your box, you don't get to ask for items anymore. Yeah. So it would, it would be best to get them from the other team. Yeah, but like them, that's true. But also the le- less items you have, the less chance there are for matches from the other team asking for stuff from you. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, there was a moment in here where I thought Christy looked like Elizabeth Elizabeth Moss, so that was fun. So keep an eye out for that. Okay. I don't see it, but. I'll I'll look out for yeah. it. Okay. Keep an eye out for that. Moss watch. Elizabeth Moss, like of uh Invisible Man in Handmaid's Tale. Uh-huh. Mad Men. Okay. Many other great things. Okay. Just making sure I had the right person in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't Okay. They have blonde hair. That's all I got there. Uh and Jaburu wins that, despite the guys taking an early lead. We see Which for the record, yeah, is the the ladies, the women. I feel like yes. I because they have separated by gender, I like have much harder time linking the actual tribe names to the tribes because I just think, oh yeah um I don't know what the first thing they show after that is wh- which camp it is Tombaki so Tombaki this is where all of their like playful flirting turns into really gross stuff where they're just like raiding and objectifying the women and talking about them afterwards when they return to camp um yeah so all of that yeah, was not great there's also some. Did you catch that Rob um, insinuated that Jesus is sexist? Yeah, uh, he quote, Jesus is a guy. I would think that he would want the guys to win. Yeah, uh-huh. Which is not how that works, I don't think, Rob. Um, also, the guys start calling Rob... Robasu? 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 I don't... Do you... Is that something? Do you know any... Okay. It's his nickname, so he gets a point for that. Yeah. It sounds... Maybe this is offensive, I guess. But it sounds like a uh, like a Japanese. Uh, maybe I, I have no idea. They don't talk about the origin of it. They just start calling him Rabasu. Um, I did. There was like times during some of these where I like was losing track of who, which guy was who, a couple of times. But um, there's just lots of there's discussion during this, and then we see more after the immunity challenge of just kind of like these 
not like maybe full-fledged alliances. It's more just like taking sides. It's basically like, should we kick out Roger? Should we pick out kick out Daniel? Are you on like which side of that are you on? Um, and so I don't, yeah, like I didn't, I feel like I wasn't seeing alliances formed. It was just like for this one decision, which way are you going? That makes me feel better because I was like, I am not following any of this. I'm very confused because I thought it was meant to be like, at one point Alex says, there's like three people voting for Daniel, three people voting for Roger, and he's kind of the swing vote. And I was like, I do not know who those groups of three are. I'm not following yeah. like your logic here at all. Um, well, and I don't know that he fully had that correct either. And I mean, we see that later on that that's not how the votes go down. Um, right. We do see more of Rob, who's somebody you drafted because of his kind of wiliness doing what he's done. He already did this in like episode one or two where he's just like, goes and talks to both sides like okay cool 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 yep definitely totally with you and then he goes and talks to the other group like yep uh-huh totally with you yep you got my vote yeah which we see this is jumping ahead slightly but we see later that uh i was really surprised daniel gets annoyed because he feels he says something that about how alex is playing both sides and like is just trying to do whatever he can to like figure it out um but then or sorry dave says that but Rob is the one who's like really doing that and I was like how how is Alex messing this up so badly that like people are upset with him for doing the thing that from my perspective Rob is doing like way more mm -hmm. like Alex is getting caught apparently but no one has realized that Rob is doing this and I don't know how. I think at least one of the sides that Rob is talking to I think it's like the when he's talking to like Roger I think Roger knows that he's playing both sides and he like I think Rob is like they have an understanding that like to him, Rob is on his side, but Rob's going to go pretend to be on the other side as well. And so I wonder if Rob just oh, has that with both okay. sides and so they don't care. Like they don't realize oh, it. Oh, that's maybe. interesting. I don't know. Okay. Uh, we do in this little bit with Tom McKee, we see, uh, we learn, or maybe we knew this already, but Matthew is uh, like cook. Okay. He was a restaurant designer. Okay. That makes sense. Because we didn't talk about much about him in the first episode when we drafted because they didn't really show him much. But he has been cooking their food and he's actually like making broth and like for with their stuff and not just like eating boring food and i'm and i was like finally somebody's doing something more interesting than just like boiling water and eating plain rice or whatever yeah i saw that they were like he was saving the fish to make stock out of yeah. it and i was like oh chris is gonna be so it happy it only took six seasons but somebody finally did it they did it a little bit in season five too after they got trained to do so yes sure uh there is a joke that's told by rob uh how'd you like his joke Oh yeah, the uh, the nursing home. What is it? Yeah, something hot chocolate and Viagra. Uh -huh. Yeah, I feel like I've heard that joke before. Yeah, same. I was disappointed actually. Uh, before the challenge, we get some time with Jaburu as well. Oh, I did note that because they were showing so much talk with Tombaki at this point in the episode of like, should we vote for Roger or Daniel? I was like, oh well, they're definitely going to be the ones voting somebody out. Like they're going to lose the immunity challenge. Oh, yeah, I wrote that down, too. I was like, oh, man, yeah, the girls are winning the immunity yeah. challenge, which I mean, plus the is, episode was called ever been girl power. So, like, it's pretty clear right. there, too. But yeah, which like we've definitely noticed that before of like they're spending a lot of time talking about alliances on this mm -hmm. tribe and that like that's going to lead to something. I don't know if it's ever been this obvious because like in particular, they didn't show any like arguments on the girl side or right anything. yeah so i was like yeah none of that is going to come into play on the girl yeah side. when they jump to the, the women's to the women's tribe jaburu they this is like the last we see of them other than the challenge um we see a lot of uh shitty camera work 
uh, and editing of just showing some women bathing. Some of that's topless using all of their new toiletries. And I thought this sucked. Uh, yeah, they have like gross music over mm -hmm. it. Um, it is not the last time though that we see them before. We we see them fishing the next day. Oh yeah, I guess, yeah. I just have before, yeah. We don't see them after the, um, oh, right. uh, we do see Heidi mentions that she's talking about like using her body as an advantage to distract the guys. So if that works out, power yeah, to her. At first I was like, I, I thought she meant just like distracting them or something. And I was like, I don't know that that will work very well. But then she kind of explains more and she's like, if I walk around naked and it's between voting me off and voting someone else off, they'll want to have me stick around for, which I was like, oh, actually, I think that would work with most of these guys. Oh yeah, I think it definitely would work. Um, they also did a kind of fun edit montage of them doing chores around camp that was like, it was like stomp. I, that's exactly what I wrote. Yeah, it was stomp style. I, I wrote it in my notes. This is capital F fun. <laughs> um dina's been doing a good job delegating they it shows them catching fish um and like good size yeah. fish like all the fish that they've caught previously both teams have been like minnows and these are like good honking fish mm -hmm. ducks are the honking, honking ones patrick fish don't honk they like glub glub i I bet there are some honking fish. You don't Scientists know. have yet to agree. Uh, I just watched my octopus teacher and I saw some honking fish in there. That's not true. I've watched that. There's no honking in that movie. You must have fallen asleep during that part. Um, that shows them gearing up for war, basically, as they prep for the challenge. Um, and then it yeah. like kind of cuts to the guys just talking about women. And so I thought that was like a nice contrast. They, uh, I mean, they like talk in their interviews about like how Dina has done a good job delegating. Their camp looks much better. Oh, yeah. Like, everything is, like, cleaner and put together, and th it is actually, like, wildly improved in the two days, like, since the beginning of this episode. Yeah, it kind of makes you um, wonder, like, why... I mean, I guess it's only been, like, by the end of this episode, it's been nine days, but, like... So I guess it's just, like, kind of getting warmed up to being on the show and getting the new camp, but I feel like... Why did it take, like, six or seven days for them to do this? But I don't know. Maybe just getting used to it and then realizing, like, oh, shit, we need to, like get work done and so that's what they're doing well and i think that they they won in the first immunity challenge mm. and so they were like maybe it's not that big of a deal the guys are also struggling but then the guys won the other immunity challenge so they started to get nervous yeah that could be maybe you get it together uh they get some tree mail before the immunity challenge the tree mail is read by rob and daniel and gene yeah you see it in both tribes um in this i thought this immunity challenge was really good it was like uh, they're all like locked in a wooden cage. They have to do some stuff with like untying ropes, using machete, getting keys. And I thought this was like a really good, like it was a really good teamwork challenge and a really nice way to sh have something that like isn't just like completely physical strength, but it like uses some of your brain, but also a little bit of like physicalness to it. I thought it was like a good yeah, mixture and good teamwork and like it was very good. That being said, I the guys really struggle and have this like one part where they're trying to cut this rope with a machete and they get like totally stuck on it and the girls pull ahead and slaughter them mm -hmm. essentially while the guys are still trying to cut this rope. I don't know what happened. What did the guys do wrong? There was what? like a there was a board at one point they needed to unhook and they were just like super confused by I think how like the ropes unhooked from it or something. I feel like for a while they were just like kept going back to looking at them trying to cut this rope with a machete and i was like what wh why is this so like i i was just like i don't know 
if they did something wrong, because it appears that they're just really struggling with this one rope that they're trying to cut. But may- maybe maybe you're right. Maybe there's a step that they skipped. or something. Well, no, it was but... like once they got some ropes cut or untied, there's like this board that was like locking something. They had to like slide out and get like out and they couldn't figure out how to do that. I think it was like oh, the main so maybe thing. it was like multiple different ropes that they were trying to. Cut yeah, to I like... think so. I see. Okay, that makes more sense. Because um, I just thought they were like working on this one rope, and I was like, maybe their machete is dull, and that's not their fault. Um, we did okay. get a uh, a nice line from Dina at the end of this after the after Jabiru wins, because when the guys show, showed up, they have to like return the immunity idol, and they had added some blue feathers to it to be like this was our immunity idol. And once um, Jabiru wins, Dina takes out the blue feathers and is like, sorry guys, you forgot something. And like goes hands on the blue feathers since they did not win. Yeah. Um, after the challenge, we get to see nothing more from Jaburu the rest of the episode. Uh, we go to Tombak- Tombaki um, and it's mostly kind of extended conversations from what we saw before a little bit. But what do we see when we get to the Tombaki camp, Chris? The believe in yourself banner. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> the, the first thing, every time they lose a challenge, they show us that believe in yourself banner. And you know what? Every time it makes me think of Ted Lasso. I just did my fifth rewatch of that this week. Fifth? Wow. That was so good. I'm so, I love it so much. I can't wait for season two in July. Listeners, if you have not listened to Ted Lasso, I couldn't recommend a show to you more. It's so. And by listened, he means watched. Well, maybe a little you bit said of both. listened to Ted Lasso. Yeah. yeah. I, I, need, I want to rewatch it. It's so good. Especially before July. Uh, and if you have uh, Amazon Fire Stick, they just added the Apple TV app to that. And so you can watch it on that way. Oh, that's cool. Uh, this episode brought to you by Ted Lasso. Also, I realized we mentioned earlier, we mentioned Viagra again the second time in our season six episodes. So maybe this episode also brought to you by Viagra, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Yeah. I don't know if there's other. Uh, they do show a little bit. We saw this last episode, I think, with Dave. They show a little bit of Dave saying like he doesn't want to trust anyone, but he also is worried that he's like missing some of the gameplay aspect a little bit by like not picking sides or like choosing to trust anybody because it just kind of puts him on the outskirts a little bit so i would imagine that could come into play and that he might not be around super long if that if he just like doesn't choose to get involved yeah which he is the last person that was not picked by anybody's family. and so i imagine that like i i hope that he is out soon yeah. because that would be convenient yeah that would be fun uh, too if we all picked well that like the first three people gone were the three people nobody picked in their fantasy i do think that by the current looks of it, Roger. Yeah, but maybe he. Maybe yeah, he might have some pull. I don't know. Um, I did think going into Tribal Council, I actually predicted that Roger was going to be the one to go, not Daniel. I predicted that. Um, the a couple of things they talk about. Jeff asks them how hungry they are. Matthew and Alex say that they are eight out of ten hungry. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's pretty hungry. Uh, Jeff asks them if they're doing everything they can. Matthew says they could do more um daniel talks about how it's different being one asian guy among their tribe and that kind of upsets a few people roger and rob argue against it a little bit or i don't know if roger does but he shakes his head at it for sure and then rob argues against it like there's not a any sort of racial aspect to it um his argument basically is like just a clear blindness to white privilege and that like he it's kind of like the colorblind sort of argument which is not how we should live our life yeah he was like we're all different in different ways right and whatever uh, uh one quote that i thought was interesting here was that daniel who is the asian american contestant says that matthew is probably more chinese than i am he says because daniel was raised by uh chinese parents 
in America, but Matthew was apparently born in Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I was like, oh, that's fascinating. And that explains why they both. Um, we also get uh, Roger and Daniel just like lay it out that they don't like each other. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then they vote. And they only show us two votes, I think. They show Daniel votes yep. for Roger and Roger votes for Daniel. Um, yeah. And then it turns out every other person also voted for Daniel. Yeah, which I was real surprised by. Yeah, I kind of like started um, typing names as like a predictor. Like, okay, I think this person's voting here. And I had to like move a couple because I thought Roger was actually going to get like a couple more. Like I figured Matthew would vote for Roger. He was yeah, so close with too. Daniel talking in uh, Mandarin earlier. Yeah, but I think it was just kind of like Alex maybe was like, I'm going to vote for Daniel. So then Rob was like, okay, I'll vote for Daniel too. And then they got Matthew and Dave on board. Yeah, again, it's like so. the bandwagon voting that happens in Werewolf sometimes where it's like, okay, this person's going under. I just got to get my vote thrown in there. So I'm all on the same side as everybody. Right. Um, in Daniel's like closing monologue, he says like, Roger, somebody's got to stop payment on your reality check. What does that mean? What? I feel like it should be the opposite. If he thinks Roger needs a reality check, he shouldn't stop payment on it. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. So like, what? what is that? Or is he saying that he gives too many reality checks and people need to stop him maybe I was it might like, just be like a mixed metaphor of sorts yeah i was like oh man that sounds like a really pithy quote but i have no idea what it means uh yeah i don't know they can't all uh have great quotes when they go out i didn't even like notice that line um we do for fantasy see lots of points for the yellow jaburu tribe because they win reward and immunity rob daniel gene retree mail Everybody on Tombaki talks at Tribal Council except for Butch, who had like basically no screen time this episode. Um, and he then got zero fantasy points. Uh, Rabasu had a nickname, and Daniel, because everybody did team up to vote him out, Daniel got tons of points, but he's not on anybody's tribe, so it didn't really matter, or anybody's fantasy team, so it didn't matter. Uh, yeah, was that all the points? I think so. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so there for not, there was not that much for fantasy. So the week. first two people gone since we drafted were not on anybody's team. So that's cool. So great job to us for drafting. Uh, currently, the leading team is the team of three people that nobody picked. Um, and that's then, because they have gotten points for getting voted out. Voting against yeah. Them. Uh, as far as like the actual people competing in the fantasy surviving, Sarah is in the lead with 28 points. Patrick has 27. I have 25. And then Michael has 22. Michael's the only one of us that has two people on the men's team. And so them not winning a challenge this week uh, cost them some major points right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is just reverse of last week because last week he was up because they won a So that's going to affect him a yeah. lot. Our highest scoring going. active player uh, right now is Christy. She's got one point edge up on a lot of other 10 point people who've won 10 points so that's kind of cool uh i think that might be because she cried yeah that could be those crying points will get you there um in the preview for or next week's episode is called trapped what do you think traps all about so i think it might have to do with the preview in the preview we see that shauna is laying on the ground upset about something apparently crying uh and it's saying, like, I don't know that I can take 30 more days of this. Yeah. And the 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 narrator is like, Shauna wants out. And I'm like, what does that mean? What's going on? Um, Let's hope this narrator is wrong. Because she was my number one draft pick. And so... She was the number one draft pick. Because <laughs> yeah. you got to go first. So right. She was... Yeah. So... Like, I think when you did that, me and Michael and Sarah all were like, oh, we like Shauna too. Yeah. So that would be real rough if something happens there. Uh -huh. um, I mean, it'd be great for me. But rough for you, I guess. 
Um, but I, I would guess it is something like feeling trapped on the island. Yeah. I'm hoping that they can keep up the girl power mentality and we can just see them dominate because the show was a lot. This episode was a lot more fun to watch when it was uh, the women winning everything and the guys kicking people off. I thought I enjoyed this. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Particularly with the girls, sorry, with the women doing well at their camp. Yeah. Um, because I feel like the first two episodes were a lot of like the men doing really well, putting together a shelter and like working together and stuff, which they were doing really well working together. And then the women like really struggling with all of those things. Um, and so it was nice to see them do well at that and work together well. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Let's do our final three. Yeah. This might, so last time, I feel like this is the first time in a while where we've, uh, None of our final three people are gone. They're all still here. Yeah. Um, which makes me kind of want to just roll the dice and go with it, even though, like, so last w- week I picked Shauna, Joanna, and Matthew. And based on what we just talked about, it probably wouldn't be a great idea to still pick Shauna. But I feel like if in the preview for the episode, if they show somebody saying, like, I went off this island or something, they're not going to actually go off the island. That'd be too obvious. So I think I'm going to stick with it. I really don't remember why I chose Matthew. Maybe just because he didn't have a lot of screen time yet. And I thought he'd get a little bit under the radar and get carried along. And I probably wanted to like get a couple of women and then also someone from the Tombakis tribe. So I'm just going to keep it going. I'm going to see how long I can roll with Shauna, Joanna, and Matthew. Yeah. Okay. I last time had to pick Shauna, Rob, and Dave. I still feel real good about Rob. I am very nervous about Shauna because I could see it being something of like, she decides to stay, but because she's not feeling well or something, they lose the challenge and take her out any or something like that. Uh, so I'm nervous about that. And also I'm nervous about Dave after this week because he didn't, was really doing any sort of politicking. Yeah. But I do think I like your strategy of like, just roll with it because if that just so happens to be the final three, I would feel really great being like, I picked that all the way back in episode two and stuck with it the whole time. So I'm going to go ahead and still stick with mine too, officially. Unofficially, I feel like I would throw like, a, honestly, my fantasy team, I like a lot. Like Rob, Gene, and Heidi, I could see being the final three. Yeah, uh, that's not true for my fantasy team because one of them is Roger and he's not making it to the final three no matter what happens. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. <laughs> Like, there's just no way. Like, he might make it, like, kind of far. I don't think that's the case, but I don't see any way he's getting to the final three. Just because I think all, yeah. I think he would have to bond. He's going to end up trying to bond with the other guys, but all of them will have stronger bonds between themselves. I don't know. I could potentially see Butch making it to the final three, but not Roger. Yeah, I mean, like, because... Butch, I think, is actually maybe more of a... And when I drafted Roger, I was like, he seems like to be actually, like, not quite as bad. I think that is true about Butch. Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I am kind of curious where this is. I'm just curious to watch it because this one we got to see the two tribes interact a little bit more in that first reward challenge game. And so like it'll be interesting to see how they handle the merge this season and how many of each tribe are left for the merge and stuff like that. Yeah, I vaguely remember in the like uh, preview from last episode, which it's been a month since I watched that, but... I feel like Jeff said something about like we're having a mixer and that didn't happen this time. Oh. And I'm curious if that does happen in the future and it was like coming this season on Survivor thing. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise uh, me just because I feel like the show's going to try to capitalize on any sort of romance flirts. flirting stuff like that as much as they can. 
And I could particularly see that like next episode or the episode after, uh, so that if they merge around episode six or seven, like they do, that would, yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, you got anything else for this episode? No, that's it. All right, very cool. Uh, so remember, listeners, to follow us on Twitter at Tribal Council Twenty. You can email us questions, thoughts, anything uh, at Tribal Council Podcast at Gmail And for this week of Tribal Council, this is Chris signing off. This is Patrick. And the tribe has spoken. Oh, 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 oh.